episode of Game Pass Batman, a game podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you 3D perspectives from varying skill range. I am the old McDonald on this farm, Andrew, with me, the weed you can't get rid of, Keith, Hello. and the one with a real brown thumb, Liz. Hey guys. And this week, I picked the game for us, and I picked Atomicrops by Birdbath Games. Atomicrops is a top-down roguelite farming simulator. Uh, it's also a bullet hell, and... This game is very frantic, but I picked it because I was like, you know what? Liz has been feeling roguelites, which I will say, I, I apologize, everyone. This is like our third one in a row, but I mean, I feel like this is kind of what you get when you pick like random indie games. So, but we'll talk about why this one is actually a little bit different. So uh, going around, I guess I will start. For me, this was a game because yes, it is yet another roguelite, but this one has a very unique twist to it. And I actually thought it was really interesting and it, it hooked me really well so i'm giving this a game if we're going to me next i think i well i started this game before you did i just it, you did yeah it has it has that look of like a, hey this is going to be a keith type of game it was new on it <laughs> it was new on game pass and yeah i i got hooked right into it it's roguelite so duh i'm already in i like the twin stick but bullet shooter and the added level of the farming experience in it i think is really cool and it it makes it very unique so definitely a game i'm gonna give it a game as well but when i first started playing this like it took me quite a few hours to actually not like hate this game (laughs) i thought it was so i felt like i'd been playing it for 30 hours and i thought it was so tedious and then something switched after I don't even know how many hours, but then, then I started feeling fresh and new because I feel like I was not only understanding the game more, but there, you're, you're upgrading stuff as well. And, um, I just was really surprised that it's, it's the opposite of most games. Most games you start out and you love it and then it gets tedious. This yeah. was the opposite. And now I'm like, oh man, we have to go to the next game for next week. So yeah, I'm going to give it a game, but it was like a slow grind at the beginning you know i list i actually am the exact same boat as you when i first played <laughs> this too because it's not keith was playing it for a while and i'm like you know this is another keith game and i was playing it and i was like this it just seems like it's a bunch of different types of gameplay kind of mashed together and i thought everything just wasn't great restarting farming yeah is brutal especially like if you have a good run and you have the farm animals and, and stuff then you have a bad one and you're just like I just don't want to plant anymore. But yeah, I think that's what happened with me is like once I noticed the things, how they were supposed to work together and it clicked, it clicked for me pretty good. And I was just like, okay, no, I like this game. Yeah. But I was the same way where I'm just like, this is really boring and slow. Well, it, it so. does one of those things that that you find where there's really no tutorial to it. You get... Uh, yes, you get the tutorial is wicked basic. Intro, and it's like, hey, here's how you shoot your gun. Here's how you plant a crop good luck it doesn't tell you yeah the tutorials is just controls honestly it's just controls and not really how to play the game yeah so without having any real background into it you're you're just thrown into the fire on it and so your first instinct is to be like overwhelmed because it feels like there's a lot to do because there are a lot of moving parts to it but it ends up being not so not so complicated once you actually understand all the mechanics and I think that's what you guys ran into, where at the beginning you're like, this is kind of boring, just run, shoot, die, repeat. But then when you get all these additional things coming into play, it becomes so much more than that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So if you are checking this game out, give it a little bit of time. 
and it might click with you as it did with us. Well, I feel like, I mean, I didn't do that for this game. That's why I had so much trouble getting into it. But I would really recommend looking some stuff up before you play it. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would have loved it so much more where, like, I know, like, what chickens do. I know, like, what areas have, like, you know what I mean? So, like, for me, I, I would recommend some spoilers and YouTube videos. Yeah. So, getting into this, as we said, you know, so the story for this game is very light. Once again, this is a game that the story literally for this game is a means to an end because all you have is an opening cinematic, which, by the way, one of my all-time favorite opening cinematics. It's dark. You're like, I, it's a really light story. It no, light. it was, it was dark. Funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's very cheeky. Except for if you think about it, if it was real. Like, you know, it's, it's a cartoony. The, the intro cinematic is clearly making fun of every other kind of farming simulator game out there yeah. where, hey, you're a city slicker guy and you inherited your dead uncle's farm <laughs> and you're, you're clearly like, yay, good for me. You throw away your uncle's ashes right away. It's very funny. I Well, not very... To me, it was just... It was funny. It was, it, it was it it's such cheeky. a good moment. It, it was. Cheeky is the best, yeah, description of it. But I... But they, like with the animations of everything, well, the, it's and, funny. And that was... It, it's funny because that animation is nowhere else in the game. It's it's like a 60-second clip at the beginning of the game to, to give you this intro to the game. And ultimately, really has nothing to do with anything uh, as far yeah. as the overall storyline goes. I think they did it purely, as you said, just as a joke. Just to, to poke fun at other uh, farm management you know, kind of style of games. And I, and I think that was really funny because it's, it was. It, because it is that, but it's so far different than any of those at the same time. I, I will say though, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of a story to this game. I, I liked the setup. Granted, I'm not faulting this game, not having a story, but I wish I understood more. My biggest complaint is I wish this game had an encyclopedia. I, I wish it had like a codex or something that I could look up and, you know, see past enemies I fought, past perks I picked up, past, what, what animals do. Like, because the fact that we were complaining about this game doesn't explain anything. It would have been nice if there was some sort of codex to actually dive deep more into it. But I like the backstory. Like, why why am I shooting bunnies? Why are bunnies the main enemy? So I kind of wish there was a slight... Because I also feel like if they had an encyclopedia, it would have been really funny. I mean, I will say, though, that when you're buying something or you're selecting something, because usually, like, if you kill an enemy, sometimes you'll get to choose between, like, a chicken or a cow or a drone or... Scarecrow, and it does have like a little thing about like what it is, yeah. but I mean if you're if you're running around, it's hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes you have to select things very quickly. So if you're just starting out, it can be frustrating. It just kind of stinks because there's like there's very few slow moments in this game. When you are out in the wilderness, there are bullets just going everywhere. So when you find a perk, you have to walk over it, and yeah, it gives it like a quick description of what it is. But I mean, you sometimes don't have time to read. You just, you got to grab something because bullets are coming at you. So that's why I wish it was an encyclopedia so I could look at the things on my own time, see what the item looks like. So if I see it again, be like, cool, I want that. And kind of plan a strategy. See, I wish that there was a uh, mini map during the boss fights. Oh, yeah. That was awful. I mean, you can't even see where like, the boss is because they hide from you sometimes if you're doing really well. I thought that was so annoying where you can't really move the camera to see. I don't really have any issue with that. I feel like everything you needed to see was happening on screen. And, and I get what you're saying as far as missing out on some of the bosses. But what I will say is that this game is another, it like going under. Just just find the wiki online. Uh, people have done all the work of cataloging all these things. And I agree with you, Andrew. It, I wish it was built into the game. I just think it would be cleaner. It would be easier and probably a little more fun. 
But at the same token, the information is readily available. Just Google Atomic Crops Wiki and, and you'll find the, the page. That's what I did for the ones that don't give a full description. After you've put in a couple hours and a couple of runs, you do start to get to a point where you don't really need the descriptions. So while I, I do agree, you know, it's it's sort of frantic, I, I find it all right because it has a nice feature too where it's not like a required online play. So you can pause the game and it actually pauses it. So you don't, you, <laughs> you don't have to worry. Like if you, the game was live 100% of, the, of your active Outer World runs, then by all means, that that would be way, way worse. But you can kind of take a quick look, get the names of them, pause it, look up your phone, and you know find it on the wiki. So that's what I did a lot. Yeah, I ended up looking up the wiki a handful of times too. But yeah, sorry, we're kind of glossing over the whole story segment because there literally is none. Yeah. So I know we're already kind of getting into the gameplay, but to explain more of the gameplay, this is a top-down twin-stick shooter roguelite where, you know, what makes this one so different is... If you look at any other roguelikes that we've done, you know, because we've done a ton of them going under, you know, Dead Cells, Undermine, heck, there's a ton. What's so different about this one is you're, it's not a typical one where, you know, you go into a dungeon. How far can you get in this dungeon? This game is all about this is your farm. You are staying in one position and you are trying to defend this area. So how the farming simulating aspect comes into this game, it, the farming is very quote unquote simulator. It's... It's very generic. You're just literally planting some crops in which you are trying to harvest to get cashews, which is the currency in the game, in order to buy guns or to buy some spells or some animals, depending what's in the shop. And then there's also another currency of roses, which is another way the game's kind of making fun of other farming simulators like Stardew Valley. You get roses to quote-unquote date some of the NPCs, but the dating literally is just here's some roses, and then eventually you guys get married, and they become a partner that just helps you fight. And there's 10 years, so you have the seasons and then a nuclear winter after a regular winter. And then so, like, for instance, myself, I put many hours into it, and I got through year one. <laughs> I'm on year two now. That's a good accomplishment. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Just think, you're only one year behind Keith, <laughs> and when I'm I on year that... 10, which is the final year. Well, bravo. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's supposed to give context. You guys are giving it's like context. Like, you, you're doing really well. You're on, on year two. I'm on year 10. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to give the listeners some context. Sorry, Jesus. I'm just kidding. But yeah, as Liz said, yeah, there's there's the four seasons. Each season has three days. At the end of each season, you fight a boss. And then at the very end, you have a nuclear winter, which you fight the same boss. And essentially, you are going out from your farm into the quote-unquote wilderness. Because, I don't know, it's it's a wilderness, but it's not that far from your farm. But that's where you fight majority of the enemies. And you're finding seeds to plant more. You're finding health, power-ups, perks and so on and so forth. So with the two aspects of dodging and farming, what did you guys think of the gameplay? So I think I did the opposite as you. I actually did my crops during the day because I didn't care about my trees. I just didn't want to defend it because when you're defending your crops, there's so many more enemies and then you have to deal with the slugs that are attacking your crops which aren't there during the day. So I did farming as fast as I could during the day and and then I would just, at nighttime, that's when I would go to the other areas. Yeah, I didn't do any of that at all. I mean, so like day one, I'd just go straight out into the wilderness when you yeah, bother doing any bit of farming. And um, from there, I would I would pretty much always start the day. Like I would plant my farm at you know at the beginning in the morning, and then I would just go and come back for it at night. Because uh, usually I try to stack as many cows as I could, so I didn't have to worry about watering my crops at all. And and yeah, so I 
I focused a lot more on fighting than I did on farming. See, yeah, for me, it was mostly fighting as well. Because, like, I kind of learned... So, the two, like I said, two currencies in this game, the cashews and the roses, there's not a lot you can spend cashews on. You, you can buy them on guns and whatever kind of the, the three items the shop has. But the shop had such limited items that there was very rarely things I wanted to buy. See, money I thought was really important because upgrading your gun is yeah. so pivotal, especially so well, uh, one of the, the yeah, but one of the final bosses, like you, if you use a, I didn't have it at that time because you can only pick between two, but there's uh, a boss that lights your crops on fire. If you have the Sriracha gun and you have to upgrade it multiple times to get make it so it can water your crops, like I just felt like upgrading the guns just made combat so much simpler so you're getting more spells, you're getting more farm animals. So for me, it was just all about the money. It, it was. Like, don't get me wrong, but like the first season, you get the most like crappy vegetables that are worth pennies. And for me, I'm just like, eh. that's why I don't farm usually like too much at the beginning. But I mean, I will say it is very important to farm because at the end of every year, you get a review. And if you do well enough in the review, you get bonus rewards. How much you fed the town. Yeah. So it's, it's very detrimental to you to actually go and actually try to bring in crops. But there are also some instances where I was struggling to find certain farm animals. Like, so I didn't have any chickens and I didn't have any till spells. Like, the, it was a rough run. It was really bad. And so, where was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> you do this every episode. Liz. No, I don't. Not every episode. And it happened to you not too long ago. I would like to say that. Um, oh, sorry. I, I know where I was going. <laughs> And so I, you told me about the sunflower, where you plant sunflower, and if you give a bunch of fertilizer, it gives you a ton of money. So sometimes if I was doing really bad with my crops, I didn't have like the, the time or the spells and stuff. I would just grow a bunch of sunflowers and make money that way. Yeah. What was up with the fertilizer? I, this, I, this is, I don't know if this is bothering you guys. Is the fertilizer like blood and guts, or is it poop? Because normal fertilizer is poop, but you're literally just killing monsters and collecting and it. it's like what is it pink or purple yeah it, it kind of looks like it's like bone in it and i was like i wasn't this? really looking into the poop to be honest but i mean well these are i'm here to ask the hard questions so you know i didn't i i didn't really think about what that was i i'm curious now because also one of the spells you get is called like blood monsoon and it sends a bunch of fertilizer so it's like, is it, am I literally sacrificing blood and guts over my vegetables to make them more, like, bigger? Well, like, this is kind that of makes sense, too, because one of the tractors is the wood chipper, and it pulls in all the enemies and yeah. sends them through a wood chipper. I think you're right, Andrew. So why is it called fertilizer? They should have called it myrtleizer. Yeah. Well, I mean, these they things are shooting at you, so... But then again, but then animals also produce fertilizer. So are you literally ripping off chunks of your own animal? Now you're just now. Now I don't know. I'm asking hard questions here. But anyway, yeah, the fertilizer is very important, and I kept having to remind you, Liz, because you would always yeah. ignore it, and I'm like, no, it helps your crops quite a bit. Yeah, the quality and everything, and if you're watering and doing a ton of fertilizer, like, all at once, they grow so much faster, and that's why I actually really liked using lavender, so I think there's five characters in total. Yes, there are. I've only, well, you start with one, and I've unlocked one, so lavender, the crops grow 20% faster, and you get two bees, and then, what do the bees do again? <laughs> bees make your crop, the crops yes. grow faster. yeah. And then uh, I like rye. How much time you spent, and you've asked me so many times what the bees do. 
Anyways, and then rye, which is like the best bread. I love this name. Um, he, he has a 50% chance of um, gun. Uh, he has a 50% chance of repairing the gun, and he starts with a turret. And I actually kind of wish I used him more, but I was so into like the money aspect that I primarily use lavender. See, that's what I that's what I liked so much about having Rye is he didn't require as much money. But having that 50% ability to keep your gun, you could dump a bunch of money into upgrading a gun and then hold on to it for three or four seasons. And then in the meantime, you, you just don't pay money for anything because like Andrew mentioned, the third shop or the other shop doesn't contain a lot. Every so often you can buy a farm animal there, but they're like absurdly priced. So you have yeah. to have a ton of the cashews in order to buy them usually so in most cases i i'm just not spending my money on anything but the the guns is yeah. the only thing i'm doing and the turret's and amazing i mean having that extra gun to help you out the turrets are definitely helpful they're not as helpful as i'd like them to be but that was another reason i like to focus on fart or the fighting aspect at least and especially on that first day because like andrew said you don't get a ton of good seeds but that is where you get your best seeds, at least, is going out and, and farming like the little mini camps that are around and even just the beeson that fly around. You can just you can get a lot of good seeds out there and ideally grow some things quicker because you might get lucky and you might get a sunflower and then you're immediately up, you know, a couple hundred cashews on your first run. Overall, what did you guys actually did you guys actually like the farming? I think it was all right. I The only thing I didn't like is. And I, and I actually had the same issue as playing Stardew and probably even Graveyard Keeper and like any game like this. Farming games are generally tough, at least especially in this 2D realm with a controller. The, yes. They're so much better controlled by a, p a keyboard and mouse. But outside of that, I mean, they weren't any worse than any game I'd ever played. I didn't love them, though. Yeah, that's that's my biggest complaint with this game is the aiming with the farming because it's very important that you aim properly because a big thing in this game is if you create a 4x4 four four square of the same vegetable and give them fertilizer, it becomes like a mega vegetable and it's worth so much more money. But since this game's a twin stick shooter, you're essentially trying to aim where you're planting with the right stick and then, you know, left trigger does your actual like farming. And yeah, the controls were just, it was a little finicky on the controller. It wasn't the worst, like it didn't, Obviously, I got to year 10. It didn't prevent me, like, it didn't ruin my games, but... It was I, pretty awful. I, yeah. I I think it was some of the worst aiming in a game that I've seen. Well, I've noticed you really struggle with a twin-stick shooter, Liz. Not with fighting. I got so much better with fighting. Watching you fight was making me nauseous. Because... <laughs> you said when you first started watching me... You got me, better. <laughs> but you don't hold the right stick. You keep flicking it to aim where you're going. So the camera is constantly shifting... And it was making me so nauseous. Even now, I got so much better. Yeah, now you did. Now yeah, you actually yeah. To at the beginning, it. and then I also didn't realize that like every time you shot in a certain area, you're like picking a fight with that group. Yeah. And then so I was just like, why are they all following yeah, you me? Would just <laughs> run. You kept running deeper and deeper into the wilderness and shooting everybody. But there's and that's something that like I you. feel like they didn't really. <laughs> did they didn't say that right? They didn't tell you that. What? Well, Not to so shoot for, no for. <laughs> For instance, like the the flags above the head. Yes. That there's means camps. that yeah. So that means that because there's some that aren't camps that yeah. you don't really get anything or you don't really get anything good, and then they also don't tell you that when you get to year two that there's a final not a final boss the slime boss, 
if you don't have crops, the slimes are going to attack you. And the first year, it didn't do that. So there's so many things fighting-wise that they don't explain to you. Oh, yeah. As you're going through the years, obviously, there's 10 years, and the years you know indicate the difficulty. And every time you're going up a year, I, I liked the difficulty of this game. I felt like it was nicely paced. Not like Dead Cells, where like once you kind of beat the first run, you're going for the next difficulty. It got super hard. <laughs> and this, I felt like it was a really nice pace of... Bullets are slowly going, getting faster. Enemies are shooting maybe a little bit more bullets. Some of the enemies interact a little bit different. I enjoyed the difficulty of going up in the years. But yeah, I agree, Liz. It would have been nice to see, like, hey, in year two, this is what happens. In year six, this is what happens. Because eventually, you're starting to get, like, random things thrown at you. And you I just got to learn. Go back for a second. Okay. Because lately you've been like, wow, your dodging has gotten so good. Like you're doing so good. And it's all, then like when you start recording, you're like, Liz, you suck. I said at first. (laughs) No, you didn't say at first. first. You're like, oh, your playing makes me so nauseous. It's like you, you were just complimenting me like an hour before we started recording. You have gotten so much better. I just said at the beginning, you did not know how to do a twin stick shoot. It was making me nauseous. No, I just didn't do it the right way. I was still doing it and I was, you know, and I've also you told me not to watch you play because you. I get you so, so nervous worse. and I do I do really bad. I just run into bugs and. You yell at me, blame me. No. Why <laughs> not? See one of the one of the nice aspects that I liked about this too, and I don't know if it's one of the something that makes it more or less roguelite, but what I I like is the character progression outside of just your individual runs. So as you go through each of the maps, a lot of times you're looking for these different camps where you uh, you free these like ants, and each of the ants has different upgrades that you can do for that like, carry over permanently for your character, and so I think that probably helps. I feel like in terms of the overall progression. I mean, it didn't help me a ton because I'm still in year three, but I'm guessing for you, Andrew, that was probably one of the things that helped because as things are slowly getting more difficult, you're slowly getting stronger with them. Yeah, specifically there's one ant, and unfortunately he ended up the last one I found because it's random. Uh, there's one ant that actually improves your starter gun, and it helped me so much more being able to improve my starter gun and like, and actually the gun being useful right at the beginning. I can't find these ants. I found one, but he's just like he's the mushroom guy, and yeah. I want to find the other ones. And no matter how much I explore, I'm not finding them. The mushroom's probably the least helpful ant. But yeah. I, I do I do love the aspect of like these ants that you know carry over and improve all your runs because it was cool. There is a like main hub world where you have like a main farm and as you are improving it, it actually looks nicer. You know, they're actually building a house for you, they're building pathways. And so it's kind of cool seeing this progression. Granted, it's just cosmetic, but it was at least nice to see. And even too, when you're playing on harder difficulties, your overall like farm is looking you know healthier too. I kind of like this cosmetic progression. Well, so you said you haven't beat year 10 yet, right? But you're on it. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering, and I bet you I could go look it up on Google if I wanted to, but I'm wondering if there's like some sort of ending credit scene for when you beat year 10. Because I did notice that it was improving. And I, without them telling any story, I almost felt like that was sort of the storyline is that each year you made it through, you're kind of slowly rebuilding the farm. Because I noticed it just by default gets nicer when you go to the higher years at least from one to three and then you get all these home improvements too so i'm wondering if there's like some end credit scene where they like you know w king of 
the the nuclear wasteland or whatever. Yeah, I was wondering that too, but unfortunately I wasn't able to beat it in time. You but suck. I put, I put, uh, sorry, you know, Mr. Can't Get Past Year 3. <laughs> I got real close a couple times. I just I just start to get really, really gutsy and I'm like, ah, oh, I've, got, I've got a fully upgraded gun. I'm just going to cruise through this. And then I almost do what Liz was doing by mistake and pull half of the, the entire camps on me. Go, oh crap this is bad <laughs> so Liz mentioned a little bit how there's five playable characters and I really enjoyed the characters in this game because that's the thing that really kind of shook up the gameplay for me each character has like its own kind of special play style you know as Liz said you know you have Lavender she's more focused on crops they grow faster you know you have Rai who's really more focused on combat because he has a higher chance of keeping his gun uh, you have Robusta who is just a challenge character he in increases the speed of the game so it makes it so much more difficult you have dandelion who's you know of course a lion but he's really good at farming like he starts with the most perks and he can fly but he's hard to control and then my favorite one is the fifth one who's time t-h-y-m-e and she has just the longest amount of daytime that she can play in but her negative thing is if she gets hit you lose 20 seconds of your day but she was the reason why I was able to just beat so much more of this game. But I loved the diversity of these characters. That's, for me, what really shook up the gameplay. Because, you know, there are a ton of perks and stuff that, that can go around and, you know, kind of help you. But even if I wasn't finding the perks I wanted, like, I never felt like, oh, I need to stop this run. I'm not getting this perk. Like, I kind of do in other roguelikes. But oh, no, I one, did that. Because <laughs> like, for me, it was like, there are some times, I think I've only done it like twice, which I've, I've played a lot of this game, so that really isn't anything. But there was like one run that I just could not get any chickens. I could not yeah. get any um, till spells. And so for me, just like gardening was just awful. Yeah, that happened to me sometimes. And it made the run difficult, but it never made me like, oh, this is a guaranteed lose. Because out of all the perks you can get, there's like one that's kind of negative. It's only good if you have things to complement it. But the perk literally makes more weeds on your farm. And normally that is awful because weeds just, you have to dig them up and it takes forever. But there's like tons of perks where weeds become flowers or, you know, you can actually harvest weeds for, you know, money. But I just had that and I had no chickens. So like literally my entire farm is weeds. But even then I still end up beating that run. Like, and that's what I liked. Like compared to another rogue like we did, Neon Abyss, there was a handful of perks that honestly just made your run suck <laughs> but in this i don't know i felt like i could still manage myself well i think health wise like there was sometimes where i was down to one heart and i was able to get it back up yeah so i didn't really worry about that i just thought if i was got like halfway through the year and it just felt like work i was just, i was done well, i only did it a couple times but like if it's that bad like why not i don't know i i I felt like if the run was going bad enough, I was probably just going to die anyways. And I think that's part of how I go through just about any roguelike game. But so I go through life. Yeah, pretty much. If I just <laughs> if I do bad enough, I'm probably just going to die. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll do my best. But but seriously though, I, I I don't know. I just never found a point where I I needed to quit from a run. I guess even if even if I wasn't getting the chickens because. At the end of the day, or at the end of the year, I guess, it doesn't really matter if you fully go with the well-fed. Yeah, you lose out on a couple cornucopias, which are the uh, the currency you use in the outer world to upgrade or make your permanent upgrades. So it is 
it does stink to lose that, but it's not a huge deal at the end of the day. The most important thing really is just trying to get through the run. Especially I also feel like it's not, I feel like it's not a huge deal to like end it though either. Cause for me, it's like, if I'm not having fun with it, like, I, I mean, I'm probably not going to beat year two, you know, I mean, I, the two times that I did it, it was, you know, in year two and I really haven't progressed far into year two cause I, I suck. But for me, that's why I don't mind quitting because it's like if I'm still not at the level yet where I'm going to beat the level, then I might as well just have like the most amount of joy with the game. I mean, Later I'm not on. criticizing by any means either. I just I'm just saying I, I personally didn't play like that. Later on, it does actually kind of punish you to quit early. There's another ant you get uh, called the historian ant. And he rewards you for more like months, more seasons you've survived and how many like runs you've survived. Oh. So. Yeah, you can carry over some perks from previous runs you've did. But if you quit or lose, you don't get any reward. So I didn't care for that aspect of like the gameplay of like improving. Because it just, I don't know, it, it felt weird. Because why even have the option to quit the run? Yeah, and then just get punished. I don't know. I thought that was a weird gameplay design, but it, it didn't affect the run that much. I mean, what I was well, what I was doing for that was if I was trying to beat you know my, my highest tier. And I think this is partly why I wasn't going through as quickly because i wasn't always focusing on year three but i would go back and do a year one run just so i could build up all of those things get a good build carry some of that nice stuff over and then start a, a year three run with a boost oh that's smart yeah so that's the one aspect of it that i, I get i get what you're saying if i you know if you quit or you end up dying early you kind of lose out on the whole aspect of the ant but there's there's easy ways around that so I want to ask you guys, out of all those, you know, we've played obviously a ton of roguelikes. How difficult do you think this game was compared to others? I think just difficult enough. If I mean, it, it, so it's it's hard in its own way. It has its struggles, but I never felt like frustrated. Like, no, I just can't get past this. This is too hard. Like Dead Cells immediately after the first round, I was like, I'm never going to do this. I'm never moving past that. Yeah. Even like Slay the Spire sometimes, I feel like I think the highest I have is like an Ascension 2. And and like I barely got there. I, I limped into it. So like even those games, I feel like I struggle with it. But I don't know. This just feels manageable. I feel like, I, like I'm going to get there if I just keep trying. See, I never with any of these games, I never expect myself to, to beat one to do well you know <laughs> i just play because i think it's fun so i don't have any pressure whatsoever to get far in any of these games so for me like this one i think i actually don't think it's one of the easier ones that we've played because i do feel like it is so tedious at the beginning that it feels more like a struggle than some of the other ones that we've played now like many hours into it I, I feel a little differently, but I still feel like if you have a good run, you start the farm all over again. It sucks. Yeah. I would much rather start over in Dead Cells and Slay the Spire and all of those because you get it. And no matter what, like you're going to get excited to play another run of Slay the Spire. But with this game, it's like, no, you could you could just have like a rough time. So I don't I think this one's a bit harder. I actually found this one. Not easier, but I felt like the difficulty was was a perfect like middle, because you know with ten difficulty like levels, I felt like it was so well paced. Like I think I beat year one in two two or three tries, so I didn't think it was like too too difficult. Like uh, 
the gameplay is very similar to another roguelike we did of Enter the Gungeon of like a twin stick shooter. And like I kind of think back to that game and I remember it took me so long for me just to get to the end boss. But in this one, I was like, I felt like it was like well paced. And then it was by like year four when I was really had like a slowdown. And then I slowly started chipping away at the ears. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was nicely paced. It There's a lot you have to learn with the game. But once you kind of learn, you just need to learn the skill of dodging bullets. Which I didn't think was too hard because I thought everything was well telegraphed in this game. Bullets always look the same. They're like these giant yellow balls. And the only thing that kind of annoyed me, some enemies can touch you and it doesn't hurt you. But some enemies touch you and it does hurt yeah. you. Yeah. And so I wish there was a way to like it telegraphed that. I think also the moles. I would uh, just get so into moles. farming and one would just come up right under me and hit me. And I just get so enraged. Which is another <laughs> thing. Yeah, the game doesn't explain. So it caught me off guard. The only way your plants can die is that they actually get eaten, which is either by a slug or by these little flies, or they can burn. But bullets don't affect them. So it always annoyed me when they're like, oh, it's daytime, your crops are safe. So I'm like, sweet, you know, I can just farm, nothing's going to bother me. But then there's these random moles that pop up and shoot you. And it just oh, drove me insane. Yeah, I think sometimes they, I feel like I got bullets lost in big fights. Like I, Yeah, which always happens in games. Well, and part of it is... And I guess the ones that it would bother me is like when you're trying to farm mid fight, which you have to at least in the final boss fight, because I would be trying to do all this and all these like explosions are happening around of, of you harvesting crops. And then there's just bullets kind of sneaking through. Um, but yeah, that's it's the one thing that well, and it's the biggest thing, too, that I, I struggle with that if I did, I would be much better at these games is I lose track of bullets just constantly. Like, I just focus yeah. too much on what's, like, in front of my character as I move forward or where I'm aiming my gun. I forget to worry about what's happening behind me and, like, something sneaks up on me. Yeah, that final boss where you're growing the crops, I remember the time that I beat him, Andrew was watching me. I got down to one health. Yeah. And I was like, Andrew, I lost. And he's, like, he's explaining to me that you have to kill the smaller enemies that are in the blast zones to get more seeds. And so I was able to recover and actually beat him. And that was like the greatest feeling. Because <laughs> like when I, right when I hit the one heart, I was like, well, I, I'm, I'm going to lose. And then no, and then I actually did. I had the thing that revives me. Yeah, you had the perk. And so that's why I told you like, no, calm, calm down. You actually can come <laughs> And I'm like, if I get hit one more time, I'm done. I'm done. And he still had half, half health. And I was, oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever beaten a boss and felt that excited though oh you like so screamed. like you were so excited yeah so for <laughs> how much like i've said like oh it's tedious and blah blah blah. i don't remember feeling that way about beating a boss in any other game like that was that felt so good <laughs> no i think that's understandable that it it took me like i think my second try and i was like this doesn't make sense how do i attack him and then because again it doesn't give you any explanation the yeah. only the only tell you have so the answer is, is you hit or you damage the boss by harvesting crops and the only tell that it has is when you harvest them they kind of float towards him and and that's about it that's that's sort of how i figured it out but yeah it's it's other than that it's it can be a really hit or miss fight because if you prep well for that fight you can basically win it in 10 seconds or less but if you don't go into that fight prepared it is a slog of a fight. And I, and I think you said it only gets worse in the higher years, right, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, actually, no, in the higher years, like, the boss didn't do anything different. He just has more health. And so, 
Yeah, the boss, the final boss fight can either be super quick or super long. The bo the final boss fight is always the same. At the end of every year, you have the chance of one or two bosses, but the very final boss is always the same. And yeah, as we're saying, you beat him by farming and you know harvesting crops and the crops fly to the boss and hit him. So if you plan for the final fight and like come in with a bunch of spells, you can finish the fight in like 20 seconds. <laughs> it's super quick, like less than 20 seconds. I, I beat him, I think, in five. <laughs> yeah, that sounds because, about right. Yeah, because I had like things that just instantly grew my crops, and I just sent it to him and I killed him right away. But yeah, if you are not prepared, it is a very long fight, and it can be really boring. But I want to ask you guys, what did you think of the boss fights? Because Liz had a unique strategy for most of them. What? Your strategy was just to run and hide until they left. No, there was, there was some... <laughs> like For some reason, I the worm really... I struggled with him. Oh, I hate the worm. But there's too. some that I always that I always killed. I always killed the slug. I always killed the sun guy. So I feel like it was more like if I was super low health, like why risk it? Because you just get fertilizer. Yeah, you did not. Get, well, so you can get more rewards from bosses, but yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, you, you there isn't much. So for me, it's like if I'm low health, why why take that chance for fertilizer? Yeah. So no. that's kind of how I saw it. I, I don't actually have any issue with that. There was at least one, two times that happened by accident that I just couldn't find the the mushroom boss. And so I just ran out of time. But it, I do agree with you. The worm is the worst. It just, it had no real rhyme or reason to how it moved or how it could move, why it moved. It just, it, it kind of sucked to fight. So Yeah, its hitbox is weird. Yeah, so I, I definitely can see where you're coming from, Liz, on that. The only issue I had is, or why I didn't like trying to do that, is I just got bored. Because <laughs> then you're just running around for like three minutes. And, and I just got bored doing that because I'm like, well, now I just want to do something. So I guess I'm just going to shoot this boss here because why not? But I also hated old McDonald's. Old McDonald was my least favorite boss. He just I, was not fun. I don't know if I got him. You did. He was the tractor. Oh, see, I the first time I <laughs> oh. fought him, I hated him, but then I didn't think he was that bad. Oh, really? Oh. He's... So, and oh, sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. I also think too, like it really depends on what gun you go into it. I mean, obviously, you don't know what boss you're gonna get. It took me forever to realize that that stupid calendar was there, and I knew, like, I knew the three day cycle and stuff. <laughs> that was embarrassing. But yeah, so for me, I there's some. I honestly, most of the bosses, I like the longer range weapons. But, I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's all about the weapon that I have. Your, your lack of observation gets me every time. I love it. Like, every time I'm like, you know, you have spells on the right. You're like, where? I don't see it. There's literally a pigeon on the right side of the screen holding a scroll, like, telling you what spell you have. And I'm like, no, let's select the other spell. And you're just, like, using all when the I was, spells. When I was little, I really wanted to be a detective when I grew up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Both I, can, I can see that, not Liz. a servant. Anytime we go on walks, <laughs> if it wasn't for me, she would have stepped in like miles of poop. <laughs> it's, it blows my mind how unobserving you are. And every time I'm like, oh, there's an animal over there. Let's check it out. And you're like, where is it? Where is it? Like 20 minutes later, it just runs away. And I'm like, never mind. It Cute. was uh, Yeah. So for me, I think my two favorite guns, or I'll say three was actually i liked the spud rifle because it was fully auto it got good damage and you never had to reload it and i liked the gatling gun because it had a really big clip did a lot Cattling of gun it's not oh. a gatling gun it's a cattling gun oh sorry the cattling gotta use gun. the pun dang 
to the Catalan gun because it's it's just it's farming. Kind of, yeah, it's a big old clip and it, it very strong. And then uh, what's what's the grenade launcher one? The uh, uh, biodegrader. Yeah, the biodegrader. So those are my top three. What about you See, guys? I like those ones. The Catalan gun was amazing unless you were swarmed by enemies. If you had a boss that just sent so many minions, it slowed you down the way that you walked. So shooting and walking sucked when you were in a situation like that. Yeah, but it I did love it. Quite significantly. I also like the Jackrabbit 12. I did not try because Andrew said they were awful. The butcher's knife or the flying squirrels. Yeah, those I suck. hated the rusty SMG. I hated it. The rusty SMG is good if you can upgrade it. But yeah, if you get the base rusty SMG, it's awful. But I usually get it at the beginning, I feel like. Yeah. I know it's random, but I always got the that option at the beginning where you can't upgrade it. And it's, it's I think it's called like the, the spray and pray, the little yeah. subtitle. And it really was just like bullets going everywhere you didn't want them to go. Yeah. It's the ca- super close range too. The Catalan gun was my favorite because it could melt things, and especially bosses. It just had the quickest time to kill for monsters, and I loved it. Uh, my second favorite was the biodegrader because if you can upgrade it, it gets it can leave fire behind, which is really great at just clearing out a lot of the planes. But its reload took way too long. Uh, and then my third favorite gun was I like the sriracha soaker. I forgot about that one. The sriracha soaker I thought was okay. The only thing I didn't like about the sriracha soaker it's a flamethrower, but it just it shot so many flames that bullets could hide in the flames, and I would end up getting hit because I couldn't see bullets. I liked that you could water the crops, though. That that so part was really nice with that. Yeah, if you're struggling with spells and you have a lot of money, like you can you can upgrade that and use that to water your plants. My yeah. third favorite gun, though, I can't remember the name of it. It was the double barrel shotgun. Uh, the shallot gun. The shallot gun. That's right, because I liked that one because it had the option. It had a perk where it could shoot in front of you and behind you. And then it also had a perk where it leaves toxic spores behind. So you could literally just pepper the entire field of just toxic gas and just... It was so good at defending my farm and so good at clearing out the mobs out in the wilderness. Yeah, that I one would it. probably tie for the, the biodegrader for me. Yeah, but once again, it's reload is awful. Yeah. No, I, I hated the Sriracha Soaker for like the reason you were saying, Andrew, but even fully upgraded, it didn't do a ton of damage. It was just really good if you needed to water your crops but outside of that i i don't know i didn't i didn't like it i thought the clip was too small the reload was too slow and it didn't do enough damage see so. i noticed i liked the weapons in this game because i felt like they were kind of designed for the biomes so it's four biomes you know when you on your farm you have northeast south and west that are different biomes you know north you got winter right you got the plains south you got the jungle and west you got desert. desert yeah and i and i like they always had the same kind of creatures so you kind of knew what you were going to fight when you got to those areas like if you go south the jungle has a ton of tiny little bugs so if you have a gun that can have a ton of bullets or the smg where it just literally sprays bullets everywhere you're going to do better in that biome but if you go somewhere like to the left to the desert you're fighting monsters with like stronger health but they shoot more bullets, so you need a gun that's fast and also has good range. So I, I enjoyed the weapons. I thought like it really kind of worked with each biome, diff- different biomes. And I also knew like where I was going to go next, so that always yeah. helped. Yeah, you can kind of plan out what you're doing. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but I don't think I ever really strategized that way. I just looked at whatever gun was available. Oh, really? Which one, whatever was good, yeah. Yeah, whichever I liked more between the two options, and I just went with it. 
because I, I don't know. I think as a whole, if you're up, if you can upgrade them, any gun is really viable in just about any area. I, I, I not your pea shooter. Your pea shooter sucks in the jungle, well, or it yeah, sucks in the. I'm I'm talking about guns that you can buy. Well, you didn't say that. You said every gun. So okay, uh, of the guns that you can purchase, which is the only go. gun that's not the pea shooter, <laughs> Andrew. Is yes, they're all viable if you are, if you're able to upgrade them. Even the butcher's knife and the squirrel, because those guns suck. I mean, in that case, I probably would have just kept my pea shooter. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, quite honestly, because again, they wouldn't be bad guns if they had a bigger clip, no, no reload whatsoever, or reloaded faster. Any yeah. one of those three things would have made it a much more valuable gun. Yeah. I also kind of wish that there was more to the biomes. Like, I felt like they looked the same. You yes. have the different bushes for the, you, what is it, fruit? Yeah, those berry bushes you can collect that are, like, free money. But, yeah, the, the look of the enemy doesn't really change too much. I mean, you will always see, like, the rabbits and the little bugs and stuff. So, for me, it's, like, make the biomes more vibrant and look better, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, getting into graphics here is kind of what I wanted to go with. So, this game has four seasons four different biomes but as liz said because i agree with you liz none of it looks different there's a snowman so i know it's winter but it's like winter one's the only one that actually had snow but you can have like like gorgeous like snow-covered pine trees and like (laughs) it did a little but not really the plains are very empty i said gorgeous i didn't just say (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) they were just ugly pine trees no they weren't (laughs) ugly but like for me they didn't really they didn't really set the mood it didn't yeah and Liz wants to be mood set all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm not in the mood, why am I even playing Xbox? It seems weird. But yeah, it felt weird with the seasons. I'm like, I'd be playing and I'm like, what season am I in? And unless I looked in the top right and actually saw like what season I'm in, you could, there's no way you could tell. Yeah, I do wish they put more attention to that. And like, instead of those biomes, like I almost wish there was like, I don't know, like six random different biomes that weren't even like area based that it would just sort of rotate and randomize what it put out there but then the seasons actually just changed with them even if the biomes were a little bit more samey but they did more with changing from season to season i think i would have appreciated the season change more than more than anything see i I, i'm i don't care that they didn't change like the different biomes i mean i wish it was just graphically they changed i will say i enjoy that you know north is like always the winter one you know east is always the plains I like that because to me, I didn't feel like this game was so heavy on the random number generator. Like, oh, I'm just going to lose this round because everything's just set wrong for me. To me, I felt like this game was so much more skill because it is kind of the same areas. But I just wish graphically, because, you know, I agree with you, Liz, there's quite a bit of this game that can be tedious. And for me, graphically, it was very tedious. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's also, if you are only going to have those four season for biomes it should be spectacular yeah like for me like you have all these like different weapons but you're still like planting this in the same area yeah vegetables aren't so much sameness that like i feel like that was very missed yeah like vegetables aren't limited to certain seasons you can plant any vegetable at any time and anywhere yeah i thought that was weird too yeah so it's literally just the seasons literally is just a means of showing your progression and how far you're in your run so, yeah, I was just, I was slightly disappointed in the graphics. I liked the monster designs. I thought they were kind of cool. I think it's kind of funny. You're the way they these, bounced. These, these bunnies. The which one? 
Oh, I thought you were talking about the plants. Where they... Oh, the plants I thought were kind of cool because all the plants are like mutated looking. Yeah, and they bounce when they're ready, yeah. so you know when they're... So I, I liked the design of a lot of the enemies, but once again, this is another kind of pixely game, so graphic-wise, I, I just thought this was okay. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's good enough, I guess. I, it's nothing <laughs> It's nothing fantastic. They they definitely don't or didn't have the means to put more into the, the biomes and kind of d- d- make them more unique but outside of that it it worked and yeah I, l- I really liked those little characters like you said they were kind of funny i liked the i liked the beeson the beeson yeah i yeah, i liked kind of the play on words on a lot of things that's why i wish there was an encyclopedia i would love to see like the names of the different bunnies one thing i did love i thought the music and the sound effects of this game were actually a lot of fun oh i thought those got tedious ah, so for I me i liked it until like i heard too much of it I heard a lot of it, but to me, it was like a sweet spot. It, this isn't something I'm going to pull up on Spotify and listen on my way to work, but it, it was fun. To me, it always had me uh, smiling. The music, when it would kick in, I loved it. Yeah, cause... And I, I thought it was cute when they, yeah, the plants are ready. They kind of make a cheery noise. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the music was awesome, and you said it best. I'm not going to listen to the music by itself. But in the context of the game, in the in the gameplay, it always fit. And I liked how it changed when you were going into a boss fight. I think even changed just for like the little biome tree monsters, which it did. So you had like this changing of music just slightly enough at all times. It changed. I think that was one of the only things that did change season to season. But it doesn't matter if like you. So for me, like if I got sick of it. I could just play music because yes. yeah, it does change if like the boss is coming or whatever. But you you know what's happening. Yeah, you see the bullets. You know, for me, like it wasn't necessary. So I listened to it until I got sick of it, and then I played music. Yeah, because I, I can confirm as well. Like I played a good chunk of this game with no sound, and it didn't affect my gameplay at all. So that is one thing I love about this music. It's to me, it was very fun and enjoyable to listen to, but it's not necessary. Yeah. I, I can see it not being necessary, but my favorite part of it, and I never got sick of it, was the ever at the end of every year the little festival music. Yep, <laughs> that it was just it was fun, and and was. and I always liked it, and I wouldn't sit for long and like enjoy it and bask in it. But sometimes I, I don't know. I, I would make you feel like you did a good job. No, I would. Yeah, and I would sit around for an extra thirty seconds or so, like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> For any people who are just getting into this game, do you guys have any quick tips that you wish you knew right at the beginning? I think the tips that you gave me about not planting the first day because you're not getting enough money for a gun anyway, um, or at least, you know, it'd be harder to. Um, that really helped. Just go and get the stuff the first day. Um, I don't know. I feel like we went over so many tips. <laughs> One of my biggest tips I wish I knew at the beginning is... You know, if you have heart seeds, which, you know, give you health if you end up getting hit, it's actually still very important to plant those heart seeds and pick them up, even if you're full health. If you overheal, you actually increase the amount of overall health you get. Which I didn't know that for the longest time. Yeah, that was so, so helpful. Yeah, so it's very important if you have heart seeds to still plant them. And it, if you are at max health and you have heart seeds, it's best to do a 4 by 4 growth them and make a super heart. Because that'll give you a lot of extra health. I'm fairly certain that you actually increase your your heart bar, even when you're not at full health. The, no, you don't. I I I, try, I tried this a couple times and it doesn't work. You have you have to overheal. All right, I'm, I could have sworn I saw it going up. Uh, that little that little 
thing. Right. I'm like 95% sure. I'm going to check it again tonight. I'm going to prove you wrong. All right. <laughs> Do you have any tips, Keith? Um, I mean, you- I, 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 what Liz said and we had said earlier is that, yeah, just don't waste your time farming on the first day. You're not going to find anything good enough on the farm. Go out and go out and fight for it. And then, of course, getting into the last segment, uh, for achievements, I do not recommend this game for achievement this hunters. It sucked. I put in so many hours. I got two. I got two achievements, 150 out of 1,600. Andrew got 14 out of 21, 1,000. And mm-hmm. Keith... 850, uh, and you got 11 achievements. But yeah, 150 gamer score, and I put so many hours. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot of achievements, so they are almost all of them are worth like 100 gamer score, which is great. It, they're very grindy. Yes, they do take a lot of time. Yeah, it's either grinding or you just got to focus and kind of not worry about... I mean, you can worry about winning a run and doing some of them, but if you, like, for instance, one of them's killing 100 of the beasts in one run. You can kind of, you can more or less probably do it just in the course of the run. But if you are actively seeking out Beeson, it can definitely chew up a lot of time in your runs that you kind of just Wait, what? don't focus on it. But yeah, the, the achievements aren't great. They're the little flying bisons. Yeah, they're bisons, but they're yeah. they're bees, so they're Beeson. Oh, you guys mentioned it earlier, yeah. and I was a like, a herd would always <laughs> randomly go by. When you're in the no, place. I I know what it is now. I didn't know that they were called that. Yeah, yeah. they're Fun little play on words. <laughs> Yeah, the achievements, you get them like the kind of the same ones as you get in most roguelikes. Like, you know, beat a run without getting hit. You know, only use your starter gun the entire run. So there are a lot that just take work. But I will say the nice thing about the achievements is they are not limited to difficulty unless it specifically says, like, you know, beat your 10. That's obviously you have to beat your 10. But majority of the achievements you can do in year one. So once you actually start getting your character really, like, built up from the cornucopias and you have upgrades... A lot of the, some of these genes are very easy to get once you actually have are strong enough. But yes, it still will take you a lot of time, so I don't recommend it for achievement hunters. Yeah, and it's not even very fun achievements either. I mean, no, outside of the gameplay is fun, so get the achievements while you're playing them, and it's fun. But yeah, there's nothing really like neat or, or unique that you have to do. But for the time to beat of this game, it's obviously kind of inaccurate. But just to kind of beat the main story, which I'm assuming means to beat just year one, you're looking at like seven hours. I don't think that's very accurate because, I, like I said, I beat it in two tries. But to 100% this game, you're looking at like 32 hours to beat all the years. So it, this game will take some time. Uh, but if you are just looking for something simple that you just kind of want to play a little bit, you can do a run. Yeah, this it won't take you too long. I don't think the runs were too terribly long. I felt like it was a nice sweet spot of, you know, not too quick but not too long. Uh Oh, but I did want to kind of go into a little bit of some bugs. Uh, Nothing crazy. So I'm playing on this Series X. There was a handful of times my animals would just be stuck. Like, they they wouldn't move. They would be running in place but wouldn't do anything. Are you sure they just weren't lazy? Because my farm animals would be very lazy sometimes. (laughs) No, no. They were legitimately (laughs) running in place and stuck. It eventually fixed itself, which was nice. But, yeah, there was a couple runs I had, and I just ended up having no animals because they were just stuck. Uh, Then I also had the glitch... It luckily fixed itself too. You can save and quit a run when you're at the main city. And it specifically says quit and it says like, you know, an asterisk saying, you know, save your run for later. And anytime I did it, it would delete my run. I couldn't save and I don't I don't know what happened. And eventually it finally fixed itself, but there was a handful of times it wasn't saving my game. Were you guys having any of these issues? No, because you told me about that, so then I didn't quit mid run. <laughs> I don't I don't think I ever really quit many mid runs. I mean I I'm, I'm sure I did a couple times, but 
I don't think I did. Yeah, well, I remember I asked you, Keith, but, and you were like, oh, the helicopter should be flying and it should say continue, but it never said continue. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if, and if it did, I didn't notice it, I guess is probably the thing. Because uh, unless I was really – because, like, if I got far enough into a run that I thought I had a chance at beating it, I was gonna, I was gonna keep going. But if I didn't think I was gonna beat it, I'm, then I might be like, yeah, I'll hop over something else because you know you might have wanted to play something or whatever. But um, I, I didn't run into that. I, again, unless I was just completely like unobservant and didn't notice my animals not doing anything, I'm fairly certain I never saw that happen either. So, like I said, they at least fixed themselves in the end, and I didn't. I only saw them a couple of times. So, luckily, this game isn't too too buggy. But getting into our final thoughts. For me, I love the Tomahawk Crops. I, you know, I'm with Liz where I first was playing this. I was like, this just seems like another roguelike and just they try to throw in a farming simulator aspect to it that doesn't work well. But once I started to see the moving parts and learned how this game worked, because, you know, it does not explain anything to you and, you know, you just got to learn trial by fire here. So be prepared. But once you actually kind of figure things out, this game is a ton of fun. It is a bit tedious. You know, you are seeing a lot of the same things, same biomes and everything, but I was I was really enjoying my time in this game. I thought the difficulty was just perfect, that I wasn't getting so frustrated that I was, like, throwing my controller across the room. It, it always had me going back for more. Have you ever done that? Throw a controller across the room? <laughs> Maybe once or twice. I generally, I, I will say, I'm very proud of myself. I like to say I, I don't think I have much gamer age. Well, if you throw your controller once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was younger. I remember... I can't remember what game it was, but I remember I did it like once or twice back in the 360 days, but those controllers could handle it, so they never broke. Yeah. But but no, I never would. Maybe it was like during a competitive game, but no. If I ever get angry in a game is when I stop playing it because games are supposed to be relaxing. But anyway, back to my review, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tomagraphs is a lot of fun. Graphic-wise, I didn't think it was great. I enjoyed the music. The gameplay is just, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a very unique roguelike. So for me, I'm going to give it an 83. Uh, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. Probably won't pick it back up again after this, but I had a lot of fun with it this week. So I'm going to agree that I absolutely love Atomic Raps. I think it's a ton of fun. I, I just, I play a lot of roguelites. Like I, I search these games out. There's just something to me that I enjoy the aspect of them, the, the randomness of it. And just, it's always the same. I know what to expect, but it's always just that little bit different. And I, I appreciate that. And it's like a comfort spot for me. So I, but what Atomic Crops does is just the little small things that I just don't see. You don't see in the other games, the resource management so much as the farming aspect, like it's just fun. And like you said, Andrew, the graphics are, eh, are, I, I, I don't care much for them, but the music is fantastic. It never felt over the top or annoying. I think I, I think I give this game a ninety. I'm gonna give it an eighty. I just wanted more. So, the biomes that we were talking about earlier. Although I will say, I think that the graphics like could have been worse. Like they were better than I thought they would be. I'm just, I was just happy it wasn't like a pixel type yeah. kind of deal. Um, but I, I thought a lot of stuff was cute. But I just, the farming just got a little tedious sometimes, especially like if you were just having like a crap run. And looking at Metacritic. Uh, 75 and for users uh, TBD so a uh, critic that gave it 65 said permadeath feels a little out of sorts with the idea of growing things and I feel like a lot of people actually love the uniqueness of this game and that's kind of like as harsh as it got in the <laughs> I feel like that's a weird thing <laughs> to reviews. say too yeah 
I didn't think that permadeath is too out of place. But, uh, well, with growing things, it is kind of weird. A little bit. Where you're like, you're growing a farm, and then you just have to start all over. I think that is kind of weird, but... A little bit. I, I can see. Uh, once again, Liz, you're the lowest score again. This is... I know. <laughs> but do you know what? I had to factor in, like, how long it took me to enjoy it. Yeah. So, I, I also feel like I put so much time into the game this week, so I definitely ended up really liking it. Yeah. But I just... I feel like every week, I'm like, I want more. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. And I promise next week we are not doing a roguelike. You know, we're going to take a break from this genre for a while. So don't worry. We're going to be playing different uh, different games coming up. Uh, if you have a game suggestion, please email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, gamepassgrabbag, and Twitter, gbgbpod. So please come by, say hi. And if you feel so inclined, please give us a review. We haven't had a, a review in a while. So that would help us out a lot. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you again to our recent donations thank you guys who are out there supporting us you know we greatly appreciate it we're going to keep trying to do better for you guys and we love you guys but i've been your hardcore gamer on stage you can find me on xbox live at firebird 0952 and i've been keith and i've been farming the day away and i'm liz noob gamer tag come on i'm dean and i'm on twitter at liz noob noob busy w thank you all so much and if you also see Keith, congratulate him on his new engagement. Woo! Thanks, guys. But see you all again next week. Bye. Bye, guys.